0: The sponsor for the Shepherd's Crook for the month of April is Zero Mile Mark. For a limited time only, listeners can head over to ZeroMileMark.com and take advantage of the free tent promotion. Zero Mile Mark is a veteran-owned company that strives to offer high-quality, active outdoor sports gear. They're on mission to get people outdoors by offering an array of products like tents, backpacks, hammocks, sleeping pads, lighting, and more. All sales have a 30-day warranty and ship via 2-day shipping to 97% of the United States. It's a free tent. It's easy checkout. It's fast shipping. Head over to zeromilemark.com and add any item into your shipping cart, and when the cart exceeds $30, a tent will appear automatically for $0. It's zeromilemark.com. Check it out today. I personally know their owner, Brian. He's a great guy, and he's partnered with us to do a great giveaway. It's a 35-liter outdoor pack and their dome tent. You can follow the links in the show notes and sign up today. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor. coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to episode 87 of the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. I hope you're doing well today. I want to talk to you a little bit about false gospels this morning, Specifically, I want to talk about the false gospel of narcissism. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, this is going to be a a really difficult episode to do because we want to think rightly about the image of God and we realize that you have created us different than anything else in all creation. You have created the human being, male and female, with the very image of God and we want to thank you for that. We want to rightly understand the image of God And we want to rightly understand the gospel and the fall of man and all the things that go with that. So help me today to speak to this false gospel that I see in such a way that's helpful for people. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you've followed me at all, you probably know that I've talked pretty consistently for the last year and a half to two years about narcissism. And narcissism used to be something that was looked down upon, the pride of a man or a woman. But today, in our self love, self care Self forgive, uh, you can take care of yourself, love yourself, all the things that you can do for yourself. Self care is, you know, replaced much of the self help stuff that was, you know, big in the '80s and '90s. It's just been repackaged into self care. And today, narcissism is a virtue. If you don't love yourself, there's something wrong with you, man. You need to love yourself a little bit more. And there's kernels of truth in almost anything, but this has been so disturbing to me personally over the last few years, and it's helped me to identify a false gospel that I think is very important. And let me say, to, be, to begin with, let me kind of frame it up by saying that the more noble something is, the more seductive a false gospel it is. Think through that statement with me. The more noble something is, the more seductive a false gospel it is. Think performance. Doing well at something is a good thing. That's a really good thing. Or think good works. Good works, is a the word good is in the word. Good works. They're a seductive false gospel. We cling to them, our hearts run to them, because they're noble. Doing good things is good for people. And then we get the praise of people who recognize good works, and the praise of people is a really good thing. And it is so destructive, but it's so seductive. We love the praise of people. And then, you know, as you think about nobility, the most noble of all things is the human being. The human being was made in the image of God. We are noble creatures. We are created uniquely compared to all creation, and so when we talk about a false gospel, we have to recognize the nobility of the image of God, and because it is noble, here's the danger. People become narcissists. They fall in love with themselves. Here's what I mean. You've probably heard this before. If you've ever struggled with understanding your worth, and now I'm talking like many people talk especially in the charismatic world if you have ever struggled to understand your worth just look to the cross man you go to the cross and you can find your worth there and see how worthy you are see how i see how valuable you are see how glorious you are you see how this narcissism becomes a false gospel okay it twists the very gospel itself it turns the cross into a mechanism it turns the cross into an event that declares the beauty the wonder the awe the might of the human being. And friends, this is everywhere. This false gospel that feeds narcissism, it's on every television program that's quote-unquote Christian. It's in so many pulpits across this country. It's in so many counseling centers across this country. It's a narcissistic gospel that turns the cross of Christ into a mechanism to declare our value. Well, what's wrong with that? Isn't the cross doing something like that? Here's the problem. When you see the cross in that way, you're completely missing the glory of Jesus. The cross is not about our value. The cross is about the value of Jesus. The cross is not about our worth. The cross is about the value of Jesus. The cross declares to people. That's why Billy Graham years ago when he preached the offense of the cross sermon offended so many people, but so many people were drawn to Jesus because they finally saw what their life had merited. The the cross declares to mankind what we have earned if our life is weighed in the balances. If God takes the scale and he puts our life on it, what we have earned is the cross of Christ and hell itself. That's what we have merited. That's what God feels about our life. And when we in this self-care world want to pat each other on the back and counsel each other and say, oh no, you're valuable, you're worth it, and blah, blah, blah. And I get that there is a difference between self-loathing, which we don't want, and self-love, Okay, we've got to drive people to Jesus because here's the deal. If you fall in love with Jesus, and if you look to Jesus and you see the, the glory of Jesus at the cross, the worth of Jesus at the cross, the beauty of Jesus at the cross, what he did when I deserved the cross, you'll stop being so obsessed with who you are in Christ, and you'll be more excited about Christ. Now, the me-centered gospel, this narcissistic gospel, downstream from that is a group of people who are absolutely obsessed With knowing who they are in Christ. And just for the point of emphasis here, the who I am or who we are is always capitalized and always emphasized. And then the last two words, in Christ, are always just kind of this tag on in lowercase letters. I want to know who I am in Christ is the emphasis of the phrase. And if you're more excited about who you are in Christ than you are about who Christ is, there is a profound problem. But these things go together. When you have the narcissistic gospel, what you have downstream from that is a narcissistic view of sanctification. I want to know who I am in Christ. So the journey of the Christian life is turned into this thing of discovering who I am, who I am. I just want to know who I am. I want to know who I am in Christ. Well, I tell you what, even for the the Christian who is born again with the Spirit of God within them, they're not one millionth as interesting as Jesus. (laughs) And if the pursuit of the Christian life is discovering who we are, hashtag in Christ, then we're going to have a boring Christian life. We mine the scriptures not to discover who we are, but discover who Christ is. That's the point. And so when you have that narcissistic gospel, what you will have is people who are obsessed with who they are in Christ. They will use Christ to fuel their very own narcissism, and they will use the cross as the mechanism to do so. Okay, a couple things then that you may be able to spot and notice. Now, this sort of false gospel also works its way out in other ways in sanctification. Think imputation without impartation. Have you ever heard sanctification in such a way? Tulian Tavitchin and popularized this years ago, basically the Christian life is just basking in our imputation the rest of our lives without actually being transformed into the image of Christ. Now, it would be phrased differently, and he would have said that differently as well. An imputation without impartation leads to a group of people who love the, love justification, love the gospel of Jesus, but they don't know how to live out, they don't know how to walk in his footsteps, they don't know how to obey the commands of God in the New Testament. And they look at suspicion with the law of God in the New Testament. The commands of Jesus, love God, love others, or even the book of First John. Those who understand imputation without impartation don't have a frame of reference on, on obedience at all. Obedience is equal legalism to that crowd. And there are many within the Lutheran crowd, the caricature of the Lutheran crowd anyways, who do that exact thing. Bask in imputation, but live lives that lack practical holiness. And then... You have impartation without imputation. And with false gospels come false applications in sanctification like crazy and false motives for sanctification like crazy. Impartation without imputation is Catholicism. Welcome to Catholicism. And there are many functional Catholics in the Protestant world who think sanctification is basically just impartation. And they have no frame of reference whatsoever for adoption or imputation of righteousness. And so the hope of a person like that is in the life of Christ in me but they don't understand the life of Christ for me. And so when you get the gospel wrong, especially with this narcissistic gospel, it's going to work itself out in all these different ways. When you see the different ways that this false gospel works itself out in sanctification, the who I am in Christ crowd, the imputation without impartation, or the impartation without imputation crowd, follow that back, trace that back, and hear how they speak of the cross. And if the cross is about us rather than the glory of Jesus, then you've found the problem. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit the ShepherdsCrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow the Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.